Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Friday, the 16th of December, 2022. Only one more week to go until Santa arrives, and I'm not sure about you and your family, but my kids are absolutely beside themselves, getting really excited about Christmas. Not so much for uh, the fact that Santa's arriving, because they are 22 and 19, but for the fact that it's a beautiful time of year. Love to celebrate with uh, friends and family. And uh, hey, it's just a nice time to be alive. So to get to uh, spend some time to reflect on the year, but also drink some nice wine, eat some good food, but also have some great company. It's uh, it's fantastic. However, we've got one more week, one more week to go, and next week is going to be a big week, a big, 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 big week for a lot of organisations trying to finish the year as strongly as possible and provide that fantastic platform for 2023. So in today's episode, as we wrap up this week. Just wanted to talk about the importance of your message as a sales leader being absolutely crystal clear. Now, we often talk about the fact that certainly as a sales leader, many challenges that are faced by sales leaders, in fact, is having to manage the expectations of the business and multiple different stakeholders, including senior leaders, senior executives, uh, stakeholders, marketing, engineering, customers, partners, There's a number of priorities, and sometimes as a sales leader, it can feel as if we're juggling many, many balls at once, and for some, it's uh, it's hard not to keep some of those balls from falling to the ground. Now, as we get closer and closer to the end of the quarter, end of the year, pressure, as we've already talked about this week in particular, pressure starts to mount, uh, and each stakeholder is trying to be top of mind and remain top of mind. And for some of us, as sales leaders, we can have many, many different competing priorities, and I see this happen all the time. And I remember back when I was running sales teams, uh, the closer we got to the end of the month, the closer we got particularly to the end of the calendar year, but really at the end of the financial year, you'd see all the uh, all the individual uh, requirements of different departments come to the service and bubble to the service because each of those groups were trying to, as much as they could, uh, fast track their year and get their get their numbers, get their priorities, get their KPIs completed and achieved. And often the mechanism they used in order to achieve those was to influence, uh, incentivize, and sometimes <laughs> try to convince sales teams to reprioritize so that those KPIs could be met. And I've got to say, as a sales leader, sometimes that can be very, very overwhelming because you've got these different balls in the air and you've got all these different competing priorities. And particularly when you're in a very highly matrixed organization with a lot of different uh, personality types and a lot of strong personality types, it can be very difficult to manage the expectations of other, other departments and remain focused on the things that you need to be focused on. The thing is, if we don't manage this, it can be detrimental not only to ourselves as sales leaders, but it can also be detrimental to the team for what we actually have to do in the short term in order to get these objectives met or get these KPIs met, but also thinking about what precedence it sets because of the behaviors and the actions that perhaps we have to take and what impression it creates 
in the marketplace uh, in the eyes of their customers and, and other key stakeholders. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about the importance, certainly as sales leaders, of being absolutely crystal clear on our message and having the courage to perhaps not so much question or or create blockages, but ask some questions back and communicate effectively as to where the priorities need to be and making sure that our priorities and certainly the priorities of the team are aligned with the objectives that we are wanting to achieve. Because I see so many sales leaders and sales teams unfortunately being diverted off tangent, off target by other parts of the business who have the other priorities, which therefore means that uh, there's some inconsistency that starts to develop within the sales team. And we've always got to be thinking about what is the intention and what is the impression we're creating in the marketplace. Because a confused buyer in the marketplace, whether it's an individual, a small enterprise, and certainly a large enterprise, a confused buyer will never buy. And if you've been in, uh, if you've been in sales for a while, you know that uh, sometimes it's hard enough to influence a customer to make a buying decision, let alone trying to influence a confused buyer to make a buying decision. It's, it's very difficult, if not impossible. So hopefully out of today's episode, I can give you some things to think about as a sales leader, just to analyze and have a think about and maybe reflect on in terms of, is my message crystal clear? Am I actually challenging my parts of the organization about how clear they are being, and are we aligned on the objectives that we are trying to achieve? Now, this, this played out this week, actually. I was working with some teams earlier in the week around their messaging and helping them think about how do they crystallize a message to the point where their audience is going to be uh, more receptive, but also increase the chances of the messaging being demonstrated or being communicated of that resonating, but more importantly, them doing something with it. Now, these teams that I was working with have a bucket load of information that they want to share and many of them uh, feel as if they're overwhelmed because the pressure is on them to share so much information and the expectation with that certainly from some quarters within the organization is that the information is the gold the informa- it's all about the information and the information itself will be what influences people to do the things they want them to do now part of my job was to uh, influence this group to understand that, hey, it's not so much about the information. Yes, the information is important, but it's the way we deliver that information. It's the way we therefore deliver the message that is going to be the most important thing. And a key part of this, which for some sounds counterintuitive, is we've got to think about putting less content in, not more content in. Now, often it's said that if you want to speed up, we've actually got to slow down. And the same sort of thing can be thought about in relation to a messaging, particularly for a sales team. And just think about this, particularly for a marketplace, because as I've already said, a confused buyer or a confused mind of a buyer is not going to purchase because we need they need to have certainty. They're looking for almost guarantees that if they make a buying decision in this particular area, it's going to deliver what they expect it to deliver. Now, on us as sales leaders and certainly sales teams, we've got to make sure that therefore the information we deliver is going to be consistent with the messaging that marketplace wants to hear because we've already done the analysis, we understand what the problem is that needs to be solved, and we believe we've got the solution in order to solve that particular problem. And therefore, we'll get the information that's now relevant to that solution to then solve the problem. So often, this is not bucket loads of bucket loads of information. It is one simple concept in many cases, or as I shared with a group this, this week, no more than three key messages. And this is the first key point I want to make in this episode is that is if we're trying to 
influence somebody if we're trying to actually get crystal clear on our messaging we've got to make sure that we make it easy enough for people to understand but more importantly for them to be able to recall retain and do something with and interestingly researchers suggest that most people can retain three bits of information a lot easier than five six seven eight nine or ten bits of information so why is it then that we have so many meetings and so many conversations and certainly senior leaders come in and actually give a, a town hall and they're talking about 25 things. The ones that can keep it down to three key messages, three key themes are the ones that increase their level of influence because there's a level of clarity there that makes it a lot easier for their audience to retain and recall that information. So the first key thing is I want you to be thinking about when it comes to clarity of your message, what are the three key things that you want to be uh, constantly focusing on that you want your team to recall and to retain. And so when it comes to putting a message together and, and articulating that message, uh, there's a really simple three-step process that I wanted to share. And this is not rocket science and is available in any, in, in any Google, Google search, but it's fascinating to watch sales leaders and senior, senior leaders in particular go about sharing a message and they have these very, very complicated formulas that they use or they just do a complete brain dump and there's no real structure to any of the conversation. Therefore, we lose clarity on the message and it makes it very, very difficult for the people to resonate with that message. So uh, the first thing is there's a three-step structure that I shared with a group this week that hopefully is going to be beneficial to you. Uh, and if you think about this, every single song, every th single movie, every single email, and in fact, every single conversation has three key components. They have the beginning, the middle and the end. And the beautiful simplicity about this is certainly as a sales leader, when we're thinking about uh, dissecting a message and trying to communicate a message, it makes it really, really simple. I introduce the concept or I introduce the message. I give the content of the message. There might be some things, some information, some statistics, some key messages that are within the middle part of that message or the, or the concept. And then the conclusion part is around uh, what's the call to action. So it provides a really, really simple yet robust framework from which to articulate your message. So when you think about this, and this, this can go for a five-minute conversation, it can go for an email, it can go for a PowerPoint deck, it can go for a two-day seminar. The three key components, the beginning, middle, and end. Now, in the beginning, the introduction part is you are literally introducing the concept. And often when I'm talking to people around presenting and pitching, I'll use the, the three components of the tell them, tell them, tell them structure. And that is in the beginning, in the introduction, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be telling the audience what we're about to tell them. So in the case of what is, is my message clear, I'm going to tell the team what my message is as a really high level. So I'm going to tell you what my message is. I'm going to tell you what I'm about to tell you. The second part in the, in the middle part is the main content. I'm now going to tell you the message. And a key part here is don't have any more than the three key messages remembering that most people won't be able to recall any more than three, maximum of five, but any more than that, you'll start to dissipate in terms of the ability of people to resonate with the message. And then the third part is the conclusion as the end, which must include a call to action is literally, I'm gonna tell you what I've just told them. So the messaging here, it's, it's really important because the magic number is three. Because the other thing to think about is sometimes people need to hear a message or some sort of in information more than twice, in many cases three times or more, before it starts to resonate. So when it comes to putting your messaging together, start thinking about, okay, I've got so much information, there's just so much stuff I want to, 
I want to share, how do I distill it down into a really simple structure and limit it to only three key points or three key themes or three key messages. This just in itself will help us get really, really crystal clear on what the message needs to be. Now, the other part of this, of course, is we need to be really, really clear on starting with the end in mind. So what is the end goal here? What is it that I want my team to resonate with and start from that perspective? So paint a picture of what the future state looks like and then start working backwards and say, right, based on that future state, what are some things I need to put in place? What are the three key message, messages that we need to put in place in order to get that outcome. And to help with that, there are two concepts that I want to share as we wrap up this particular episode. Concept number one is what I call the think, feel, do. Now, I've shared this before on a podcast when we're talking about meeting planning, and this is just as important when it comes to trying to articulate a message to a group, particularly our sales team, to make it really, really crystal clear. So the think, feel, do concept is when we're sitting down thinking about content we're going to deliver or thinking about, in this case, the message we want to portray to the sales team, the think part is, all right, based on this message, what is it that I want my team to be thinking as a result of this message? So this is playing to the intellectual, the mental plane of your team. So really sitting down and thinking about, okay, how do I want my team to think as a result of this message? Now, that for many people would be quite a logical thing and that's okay, we need to have logic in the conversation. But the next part of this is the feel component. And as a result of your message, how is it that you want your team to be feeling? So this is tapping into the emotional plane because this is this is critically important because if you want things to happen, if you want change to eventuate, then people have to be invoked in terms of an emotion in order for them to take any form of action whatsoever. Otherwise, the status quo will remain. So how is it that you want your team to be feeling as a result of this particular message. And the third component of Think, Feel, Do is what is it that you want your team to be doing as a result of this message? In other words, what is the call to action? What is it that you want them to physically be doing in order to move towards the outcome that you're wanting them to move towards? So the Think, Feel, Do is a is a great methodology of enabling you to plan, but also think about what are the chunks of information that I need to have in place in order to get the outcome that I'm looking for. And if I can empathize and if I can really consider what is it I want my team to be thinking on the mental plane and intellectually, how is it that I want them to be feeling emotionally, and what is it that I want them to be doing physically, if I've got those three things in place, then it actually increases the opportunity and the probability of them moving towards that particular outcome, which means, guess what? Your message becomes crystal clear. So that's the first concept. Concept number two is just three simple questions when it comes to your message. Following that structure of the beginning, middle, and end, thinking about question number one, what is or what are the most important concepts that the team must know and embrace in order to be successful? Now, what this question does, it forces us to analyze the concepts or the messages you're going to put forward. Uh, Am I on point? Am I consistent? Is it going to lead us to the outcomes that we're looking for? So that's the first question. Question number two is based on those concepts that I've identified, The next question is, why are these important? Now, I've got to really sit down and think about this and really analyze why it's important, which presupposes I need to know what the end result looks like because chances are I may be questioned by the team and I need to have an answer as to why these concepts or why these skill sets or whatever the case is in terms of your message, why these are important. So it enables me to not so much justify them, but enables me maybe in my messaging up front 
to answer that question as to why it's more important upfront so that reduces the possibility of that question being asked because I've now created a higher level of certainty in the minds of my team. And the third question is, how will you know that your team have understood the message or the concepts correctly? What evidence will there be? What action will be taken that will clarify for you and confirm for you that your message is crystal clear because they're doing something? Now, they're the three key questions to ask, and that's the second concept when it comes to your messaging. Thinking about why, what are the most important concepts, what are the most important messages, why these are important, and how you're going to know that it's been uh, received correctly and it's been understood correctly. Now, all of these things, plus the think, feel, do, plus the structure of the beginning, middle, and end, should actually make it a lot easier for you to create a message that is crystal clear. So as we wrap up this episode, I just want to leave you with one question. That is, when you're looking at your messaging right now, whether that be to your collective group or when you're sitting down one-on-one with your team, Just ask yourself the question, whatever the message is that you're delivering, is it crystal clear? Now, if you were to go over these points that I've covered in today's episode, what would be the answers to the questions? Are you confident that you've got all the bases covered? And are you confident that your messaging right now is crystal clear? Now, for some, that might be absolutely 100% correct. And if it is, hey, double thumbs up to you. Keep doing what you're doing because it's obviously working. If, however, you find there's a little bit of... um, cloudiness or there's a little bit of um, uncertainty that's creeping in and maybe just maybe your messaging is not crystal clear because you might be getting some sort of questions that might become a little bit fuzzy or there's a lack of understanding within the group just test yourself against these these structures these questions and you know do a bit of a self-assessment and then guess what reassess and reload and communicate again because all of this is test and measure so one of the key things we've got to do as sales leaders is all the time understand and ask yourself the question, is my messaging crystal clear? Because here's the thing, if your sales team is not crystal clear on the message, just imagine how um, how uncertain perhaps your marketplace, your customers and potential customers are going to be uh, in terms of clarity as well. It's, it's, it's simply not going to work. So I hope that message makes sense and I hope it resonates and I trust it finds you just at the right time to be of assistance. So as we wrap up this podcast, Key reminder, if you'd like to jump on a call and have a conversation about potentially helping you out, become an exceptional sales leader and the process helping your team as well, love to have a conversation to see if there might be uh, some synergy where I might be able to help you do just that. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com. We'll jump on a call, just have a conversation. Absolutely no obligation, but I'd be really interested to see uh, where you're at in terms of your sales leadership and whether, in fact, I might be able to be of assistance to you on your quest to be an exceptional sales leader. So very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.